Welcome. Episode 31 out of a million to come. Uh, media does matter. And, uh, media, um, media, ironically, has brought me to uh, this conversation today. A couple of things happened. I thought about uh, this uh, re-application or resubmission or resubscription. Yeah, resubscription to the Wall Street Journal. I uh, um, maybe I've been looking at it as an app, anyways, for over a year, um, as well as New York Times. Uh, I find those really all that I can consume as a balancer. I have a couple of others as well that I've subscribed to, but those are kind of balancers for me. Um, and uh, yeah, the resubscription thing came up and it made me just think about uh, many different things. Um, also, uh, a recent podcast called The Fifth Column, where Michael Monahan and Matt Welsh, um, Camille wasn't there this time, but they spoke to a uh, fired Fox employee and um, brought up some uh, recent things that were on my mind that connected to this. And then uh, last, lastly, uh, just a conversation I've had with my daughters um, on their perspectives of um, politicians, uh, most specifically Donald Trump, and, you know, how trying to navigate the conversation with them based upon their uh, real experiences and perceptions around who that figure is. Um, because we have, we've have we've had numerous, my daughters and I have had numerous questions since we've been down here as to uh, who we do vote for and what political leanings do we have. And, you know, where, as I mentioned before, numerous times, it's, it's just in the, it's in the water down here for conversations around politics more so. And, um, so it just makes me think about, you know, the controlling story and the narrative of media and where do they get that? You know, I started the, I started to understand more about this uh, area by proposing, and if anyone would remember or want to go back and look at it, these areas of what I call the fitness industry complex that had um, entertainment institutions and medicine as the corroborators uh, slash cabal um, that really is the, are the three things that control the storyline with regards to fitness and how it moves and how it shakes and, you know, how it affects someone. And um, I'm throwing uh, the media inside of that group now for entertainment and the, I'm really interested in what we were discussing even at lunchtime here with a number of the folks here at OFEX HQ about at a young age, what was their media influence, you know, because we use the common stories that people either know about or hear about my Knowlton Nash Canadian story or Walter Cronkite for the Americans and Dan Rather. And then, uh, uh, Diane Sawyer, Sawyer, um, uh, Katie Couric, uh, 
Oh man, who's the one that started the View? Barbara Walters, uh, the Brokaw, Brian Williams. Like, you know, there was quote unquote used to be, a, you know, a, a well contested but somewhat similar conversation as to what news is, um, and then try to think about try to think about how that happens today, you know, and then also think about. Uh, what media means and what news means to the 12 year old today, as opposed to the 12 year old Carl, who was uh, giving us a perspective from actually both stations, station that we both listened to when we were younger, WGN out of Chicago. Um, and what, you know, what was, how did they, how did they figure out, for example, in 1998 around, um, you know, happenings of what was going on, you know, in previous years of O.J. Simpson or what was happening with Bill Clinton and the Lewinsky stuff. <laughs> I was just trying, I could be wrong on 98 in terms of that, in terms of both of those actually I am. But, but anyways, my point is, is that at 12 or 13, you know, how do you get that news? And just try to think about how, for example, how distorted and colored and, and maligned the story is today for a 12 year old around the Ukraine Russia conflict, you know, just take a second to think about that and all the factors that go into uh, how the media controls that. Um, and then the deeper, more unsatisfying aspect of that is this post journalism area or or perspective that we're in or i guess timeline where it's a bottom-up uh, approach um to information sharing and information gathering as opposed to a top-down approach and what this bottom-up approach means is that the neo siloed blogs are coming back into substance ironically called another sub substack and Substack isn't the answer, but Substack is an indication of how everyone really feels within the uh, the storyline and the and the scaring and fear mongering and and drama that goes on the performance art really that goes on in that quote unquote back and forth between right and left, up and down, etc. Um, is is it's creating a subscription oriented uh, pay from the bottom up approach to keep everyone only talking in a specific area about only the things that they want to talk about. And you could take any form of, you know, current media today and look at how, and just try to think about again, that 13 year old trying to figure out what's going on in the news today. And outside of just the blaring Tucker Carlson for an hour for some homes or the blaring Anderson Cooper or the Blair, I don't even know what the options are for homes, but you could just imagine, you know, what it's going to look like for what that parent and what that child and what that young adult or what that older person is going to be doing for the consuming of that. And it's going to end up in a, what Andre Mirror calls a post-journalism situation where you now have a bottom-up approach to how people are getting their information um, and that is not the best answer to the quote unquote years gone by Walter Cronkite top down approach, you know, so this reactive new way of information um, is you could see in you can just day to day if you're just a listener, let's just create an avatar, you're a 32 year old fitness coach who's a male and you're listening to a podcast, okay, 
well, then there is going to come a time, and it may not happen all the time. There is going to come a time where for what you've just been listening to that's free for a podcast, it's going to it's going to that podcast is going to move into also a Substack, or um, the ads are going to be horrible, um, or they're going to do teasers, which then leads you into paying a specific amount that's going to own not just the you know the Apple streaming option of it is you're going to have to get it through Substack or another streaming alternative, and you're only going to get that through a paid area. So let's just back up here and think about that avatar that I've given you and how they're consuming information. Um, and what the media is called, that person is going to have to pay six bucks a month to listen to someone who they really want to listen to. Um, but let's just stop there for a second and think about that, right? So they they are going to pay six bucks a month for that. But what happens if there's 18 other voices? And what happens if there's 18 other voices with 18 other hours every three days, right? So you're going to have to realize this bottom-up approach is not going to work. The reactive bottom-up siloed new form of blogging, i.e. Substack, will only, as an example, get you to listen to Barry Weiss's podcast and her, and her, and uh, the free press, you know, Um, but you're not going to hear other point of views, right? So this is the, this is the impasse that we're at uh, relative to the media to today. And something that uh, I'm just seeing it, as I had mentioned, with the resubscription, my daughter's conversation, and the fifth column podcast, a, a reinvestigation, I guess you could say, of this, uh, of these arms of the fitness industry complex, and how people, you know, seem to forget that, um, you know, the, the classification of all these uh, social media influencers, cinema, movies. Um, quote unquote, your, you know, your CNN guru um, are all locked into entertainment. In, in my opinion, it's, it's all performance art, right? Because, and we know it's performance art because we'll just take one, one example of a particular, and I'll just pick on CNN as an example, and CNN would have an entire show dedicated to what uh, Fox is doing or what Fox is saying, right? So just think about that for a second, right? So what is that? Is that actually like just reporting on the news or saying, oh, look what, look what those people are saying over there? Uh, no, uh, it's actually performance, right? It's performative. It's, 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 hey, look at us performing these things, right? This is regardless of what the topic is, right? Because if you threw in a particular topic like, you know, again, Russia and Ukraine, then all of a sudden you're like, well, we can't look away from it. It's quite important. Yeah, but but I agree with you on that point. We should look at the facts of what's happening with the war. We shouldn't have an entire show dedicated, in my example, that was given from this former Fox host on the Fifth Column Podcast. We shouldn't have an entire show dedicated to saying, well, look look what the other side is doing, or look what the other point of view thinks about this, right? So the, you know, and I I, I throw sport inside of there too. Uh, Sport and Hollywood, I think they're one and the same. Um, it may be very difficult for a number of people to recognize this. Um, the more people hear that, um, the better. Um, and for my particular audience, it'll probably be a little bit more difficult to hear. Um, for young people, it'd be really, really difficult to hear. Um, but over the past couple of years, you saw how politics is embedded 
inside of uh, sport and, you know, uh, and wokeness, you know, whatever you want to call that, however you want to define it. If you want to define it something different, that's fine, but it's all inside of it. And then you have to say, well, why is that the case? Because these people are, are just athletes, right? Exactly. So if it's, if it's not just athleticism, then what is it? It's entertainment, right? It's a physical sacrifice basically for the enjoyment. It's, it's classic, you know, mild or intense Sparta games, you know, uh, everyone in the audience, you know, uh, through massive copulence and, you know, uh, glorification of how they're living and just screaming down at the people, just like, you know, um, throwing spears at one another. Right now there's low intense versions of that. There's high intense versions of it, but the, none of those people down on the fighting floor, uh, should have anything to say, anything whatsoever about how I should live my life or about how I should be civilized in society. They should have nothing to do with that. Absolutely nothing to do with it. And, that's where I'm also plunking the quote unquote CNN Fox back and forth that this uh, gentleman fired from Fox brought up um, that they should have nothing to do with my life, right? Nothing. And so therefore you must ask the question, well, how am I going to get that information? And I'm not going to have a remedy for you, right? I'm not going to have a remedy for you. Um, there is some reading you can do. It's probably not going to calm things. It probably would make things worse. Um, I'll give you three post journalism by Andre Mir, uh, revolt of the public by Martin Gurry and, uh, bad news. Um, and I apologize and I'm not even going to try, uh, to mention her name, but I listened to her in person a couple of times and, and, uh, yeah, I got to try. It's, uh, uh, Bacha Ungar Sargon. That's her name. And, uh, um, Anyways, that, that, that's not going to give you – and you know we should also read The Politics Industry. That's another great book. And, and those readings are not going to give you uh, – are, they are going to give you points of view, right, that you may, you may not agree with. That's okay. But what they're going to give is going to educate you based upon how we've gotten to this point where um, there's still – there really still is no um, agreement for um, – how how individuals and I'm coming back to the same thing again, but how are individuals gonna find out what is right and what is true and what is good you know in in, in any particular topic right how are they gonna do that um that's quite difficult, so you can fall into two camps you're gonna be uh reductionist and, and traditionalist based upon what has worked over time. Um, or you're going to, maybe there's another arm. So there's be three arms. The second arm, you're just going to fall into a camp, right? Like just, just as what works for me and what I like, it makes me happy. And I love screaming at the top of my lungs with these people. Um, and you may get a third camp who is like, I guess, depending upon what color pill, um, they just want to take the whole thing apart and just not reinvent anything, you know? So you're just going to fall into different camps of that. Um, I just think it will because not, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't benefit anyone to do the hard work on trying to figure out how to consume uh, information and how to concern, consume, you know, facts and how to discern 
um, and what I used as a word earlier today for the conversation I have with my daughters on their version of Donald, Donald Trump, um, they're influenced, you know, by uh, TikTok, right? TikTok is what's going to, so their dad can't uh, use what I called a calibrated um, conversation uh, feedback, you know, on uh, Donald Trump. They, they can't use that. They don't, they don't know about, um, you know, the, the motivations, the, 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 um, the prodding and the, uh, the pointing the finger, you know, they don't, they don't know about the, forget the, the dinner that, that um, was on one of these uh, documentary films that I saw, but it was Barack Obama up and uh, he was picking on, I don't know if it was a roasting of the new president, but anyways, uh, it was a, maybe a white house dinner or something like that. Anyways, you can go find it, you know, but uh he was roasting Trump and Trump was in the eyes and they had cameras on Trump and uh, he, Trump didn't laugh, you know, and my, and my whole point there is that you could, you could just imagine all the stories that are not told or the pieces of information that are not read that people just don't want to look into, you know, cause all they stop at is like my girls are right. All they'll stop at is how they perceive this particular individual based on how they get their news. Right. Um, and again, this doesn't make the Walter Cronkite version right, and certainly sure shit doesn't make the the um, the TikTok influencer as the Walter Cronkite right today either. That's basically what I'm getting at. But it leaves us in this conundrum of saying, how are we going to achieve some form of knowledge that is going to allow us to get an idea as to what's going on in the day, you know? Um, to sidewind, to bring it back into, you know, a particular area that we may all understand in what I call the fitness industry complex. You know, the other arms are institutions, which is academia, platforms, forums, educational uh, groups, like I say, like OPEX. You know, these are institutions that control the quote-unquote competency or academic knowledge, right? Um and, you know, we have, you know, magazines, online magazines, online forums, online groups. It all has to be paid for, right, to get the information. And then the third arm is medicine. And this would be food, supplements, nutrition, research. I call it the therapeutic paradigm, right? But entertainers, institutions, and medicine, if you can think of the triad, that's that's really what makes up the complex. And there's maybe fourth and fifth arms, but not particular as an analogy to this story. Um, and so just so I don't get too far on that, um, entertainment inside of fitness is where, you know, people will gain some information. So just think about it this way, right? So, um, how is, um, a, a wife, you know, uh, like Leanne, like my wife, Leanne, besides if she didn't, if she didn't, uh, um, have me as her husband or she had a husband who was, I don't know, just, uh, building cars okay or just rebuilding cars that's their job right i'm just trying to give you an idea of like you know it would be they wouldn't have any knowledge of fitness or just a small amount of knowledge of fitness right how would she get her information and it's going to be from in today's day and age it's going to be from social media right whereas in 1984 uh, she probably would have got some information that was spread from some form of institutions, academic institutions, or maybe her doctor had some good ideas, you know? So I'm just trying to give you an idea as to 
who's inside of what, who controls the media and who controls the information that gets pushed down into fitness. And hopefully you can carry that over to making up your own, you know, making up your own, uh, uh, industry triad or tetrad of, uh, influencers based upon that. What we also arrive at is like, I would ask, I would refer you over to um, a podcast I did with Robbie Gustin called fitness and philosophy. And I forget what the name of the podcast exactly was, but we discussed the versions of misinformation and disinformation and how I'm hoping people can take it from there and say, okay, let's put it, put it into application here based upon media. So let's go back to the premise that I mentioned, right? You're going to fall into these different camps. Uh, so first of all, are you in, have you fallen prey to that, right? Are you only quote unquote buying Substack articles or buying podcasts or buying information or buying an app that only gives you that information that it's only going to give you uh, access to and paid by you as a subscription model information to what you want to hear, right? Because it used to be the time that you may not wanted to hear something, right? But you didn't pay for it see the difference there, right? It was all ad generated. So yeah, of course we had to put up with the bullshit tobacco and big pharma ads, but, um, or then it was Doritos in the, in the nineties, not to get sidewind on that. So I want you to ask those questions. Where, where do you sit on that? Right? Because you have to see that, you know, uh, this, this, um, discern between, between miss and disinformation is quite important. And we, um, we didn't diagnose it, but we did discuss it in a philosophical lens on fitness and philosophy. And Robbie did a great job of that. But I would ask you to go back, refer back to that because misinformation, if you want to think this is the way I think about it, you know, may be incorrect. Anyone who's uh, a linguist or wants to pick a pick, you know, a battle with that particular language of it with me, by all means, if I can be uh, educated on it, please do. Don't hesitate. But the way I think about misinformation is it's mistaken. That's what, so the miss makes it easy for you, right? So that means that misinformation could be um, from a, you know, uh, a, a good actor, right? Not a nefarious actor, a good actor who's just presenting information, right? That, uh, that you know, uh, over time, you know, turns out to be, you know, incorrect. Like, for example, you know, let's say... Um, a number of people, um, a number of people at the beginning said that masks, you know, were going in COVID, we're going to, you know, uh, do all these things, right? And there were some good actors in there, who were like, hey, this is what everyone's doing, you know. So we got to do these things. And you got to have a mask on. Got to have a mask on at this time and here and these reasons, so, you know. Um, but then now with the uh, I the Copenhagen study or I forget what it starts with a C, you know, this unequivocal collection of research that showed that masks are just a bunch of shit. Um, and that's not from my mouth. That's the indirect language that comes out of all this research that shows that masks are fucking useless. Um, you can see that the, that person who said that about the masks, that was a form of misinformation, right? Um, now the, 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 the opposite of that would be disinformation where disinformation, this is how I think of it. It <laughs> doesn't mean you got to do it, but it helps you understand it is they're dissing you. Now, I'm not sure, depending upon how you grew up or if you ever dissed in your life, but um, it was it was coercive, right, knowing full well what the truth was. So 
disinformation is any form of information that's going to move through the pipeline, but it's done uh, forcefully and from nefarious actors. Okay, so it's information, quote unquote, that's spread, right? That is that is known to be possibly false, or is known to coerce a certain kind of uh, knowledge or piece of information. So you can see, can you see the difference in that? Now I'm going to allow you yourself to come up with whatever strategies you want on using, I don't know, you can use the analogy of uh, um, Fauci as an example, you know, on a, on a disinformation crusade, actually it'd be very poor to do that because people just get too much hairs up on their back on it. So maybe use something within COVID that you recognized either in yourself or someone else that turned out to be a form of disinformation. Why? Because the information that you received or where you were getting it from, it was done in a coercive manner to knowing full well that what they were telling you was false. Okay. So that that's, and what made me feel really good, not only at the end of the episode, but also, you know, going forward and this discussion on how media does matter and where we consume information and where we get our information from and how we can set up uh, my kids and the future generation for understanding that is we have to know uh, and pause on the language, you know, the language that is used for those particular things. And we need to um, start with language, right? I mean, I did that this morning on a podcast, Fitness and Youth podcast, where we talked about the uh, the drumbeat that I have most recently on uh, Ozembic, Wagovi, and the semaglutides, and all the corrupt shit, in my opinion, that's inside of that whole push and that whole movement and weight loss drugs for the wrong audiences. Um, we came up with a, uh, like a protocol to create change, right? And the first thing that I use in that, um, I just I actually use it from the playbook of the nefarious totalitarian regimes, right? Like Marxist ideology as an example of what they use to shift things over time is they created confusion on language and they created new language for things, right? Um, and you can see, I don't have to mention them, but just look out there today as to how people are challenging uh, well-accepted million years old language, right? Million years old language, right? That word may have actually not have uttered in someone's mouth, but it still existed. But all of a sudden, 2023, it's like, well, that doesn't work anymore, right? So just in case you're thinking, oh, it's not really that serious to kind of fuck with language, as to what it means, it is really serious. So I'm using the other playbook. So to back up and say, if you wanted to like reverse this action uh, back to mis and disinformation ideas, we have to really know what they mean, right? We have to know what they mean. And you, and if you're like, well, I don't know who the good or nefarious actors are. I mean, just give it time, <clears throat> and you'll see it play out based upon how they approach situations and what they're kind of recommending as to how people, you know, go forward, right? So going forward in a, in a uh, for example, um, a current, you know, touchy topic of the origins of the COVID virus, um, you know, everyone could have just said, everyone from the beginning who were, quote unquote, the authority figures and the media that was going to give this information could have said something like, uh, we're not really sure, you know, we're not really sure. Um, and we're not really sure. And um, it's leaning towards this, but we're still not really sure. So... And you can, and then we wouldn't get, get into this like, uh, you know, whole story that's built up now on 
on, you know, people picking on, you know, the the uh, Department of Energy saying low confidence in regards to the origins of the COVID virus, and and the whole point inside of that is like they, the, you know, everyone inside of it, both the pundits on either side as well as the um, pro and anti of anything, right? They just want you to get inside and fight it out. It's like uh, scorpions in a bottle. That's a coined term that was used for um, this fox person that was uh, kicked out of Fox. He said how Roger or Roger Ailes wanted this to go on in Fox. He wanted basically scorpions in a bottle inside the inside the machine inside the system. Um, hope you're just seeing that, right? You can see that. They want all of that going on. And what I mean by they, I'm talking about everyone who's going to be trying to give you a story on that post-journalism concept, right? Of uh, they're going to tell you things that you want to hear and you're going to have to pay for it because it's the, the ad-generated model is dead. And if it is still there, as an example, on a uh, Lex Friedman podcast or another particular podcast, you know, then you know, just give it time it's going to end up getting down to a point where there's going to be uh, just a few voices. Um, as an example, you know, maybe, I don't know, I'm just shooting as an idea here, but uh, Joe Rogan um, getting paid just a ton of money to not really have to worry as much. Do you mean Joe doesn't um, as opposed to, he can just do a job, bring everyone on, do a bunch of conversations. People don't pay a huge amount for, um, the particular app, maybe there's still some free information out there. You know, maybe it's not a cost for some people to get the Spotify app and, and to consume that. Um, but it's not a high cost. You see my point, you know, but, but that's only one Joe's only one. Now it doesn't mean he's right or wrong on anything, but he is going to have a broad array of people. And you also got to remember that there's a bunch of people that control who gets access to that information. Right. And then there's a bunch of people that control, what the right and wrong in, in every piece of information, as we heard that over the past couple of years, right? You could hear it more so with all the hate that was given towards Joe. Um, uh, in some cases, not in some cases, it wasn't warranted really, but in other cases, I guess there could at least be some argument, but I hope you're getting my whole point is that that's just one person, right? Um, but it's still, you know, inside of this current modern model of media uh, consumption and how you're going to get to recognizing that. So going forward, what I would ask you to do is to just really um, think about um, a couple of things. First, uh, recognize we are in a post-journalism um, society. That's, that's where we sit right now. So gone are the days where that's the, that's the example of journalism, right? So remember, I gave you the example, right? Remember the blogs used to be a really cool thing to do? Well, Substack... And you paying six bucks a month to hear someone's newsletter, um, that's the new blog, right? So just call it what it is. It's a neo-silo blog, right? That's what it is. And it's paid by, supported by, and speaking to those who only say what you say, right? So you, are, you are, are, have fallen prey to the classic cognitive dissonance echo chambers, right? You are now sucked inside of only listening to someone that you want to pay to tell you what you want to hear. Okay. Now that's called post journalism. Subscription based model goes bottom up and you need to ask the question as a point to remember to summarize for today, how in the F is this journalism, right? 
And not only how is it journalism and questioning that, but how in the hell is anyone really going to get some honest piece of information that they're going to use, especially when these pieces of information are quite possibly disinformation and then quite possibly have very, very large effects on policy and decisions that people make, right? So I'm hoping you can connect the dots based upon that. Secondly, I would ask yourself just some simple questions, how you yourself and how those in your family, that means your loved ones, your kids, your siblings, uh, your parents, your grandparents, how are they consuming information? How are they consuming whatever we're going to call media? Where are they getting it from? And can you still have, like I was having with my daughters, can you still try to find time to have a conversation on the whole story of a particular topic after you both recognized, after asking that question, where do people get their media from, that they've been cajoled and, if that's a word, and kind of lined up to only listen to one particular story. Why? Because it works for them, right? That story works for them. Right? So you need to need you to ask that as well. So recognize we're in a post-journalism society. Um, secondly, um, ask how you are consuming media. Um, I kind of gave you some notice for those who are in the fitness realm that are listening based on that. I mean, just look at the fitness industry complex and they'll give you all the answers you need. But if you're not, um, you know, read those books, post-journalism, bad news or the revolt of the public, um, recognize the difference between myths and disinformation. Um, and just don't forget to ask where, where your people around you are getting their news, right? Um, and what can you do about it? And as I said, I'm not here to answer that question for you, but what, what will you do about it? Um, do you have uh, local news? Do you have a definition of local news? You know, do you have, or do you want to do something about that? Right? Like I'm most recently are um, taking the steps towards becoming a director on our board, our home association uh, board uh, for Cimarron Hills and McDowell Mountain Ranch. And if I apply and don't make it, then I'll make it for next year because I have a long-term plan of just trying to get some information around the vitality model to people in my community. So people local to me, free information. Um, but I'm, I'm just making mention of like, what, what can you do, you know, that's, uh, that is within your power to kind of at least ask that question, right? Is there local news, quote unquote, and how important is local news, right? Because then you'll quickly see that, you know, what uh, some NBA superstar with, you know, worth a billion dollars says in LA is got nothing to do with your life, right? It's got nothing to do with your life. Um, and it's actually not even media, right? It's just a form of entertainment. So yeah, watch the Laker games and listen to people um, say something at halftime. But uh, that has nothing to do with uh, how you're going to live your life locally. And you can start by start by doing that. And then ask yourself, well, then are you willing to or do you have the energy to do the work, right? I just keep looking outside here and seeing these guys fix the streetway out here, uh, working their asses off each day. I was thinking, how how is it possible they're going to get any information as to what go, what's going on in the news today, right? Where are they doing that? 
Cause I'm telling you it's, it's not, I can tell you it's not for eight hours of the day. So let's just add something else to those people's lives and responsibilities. How about they got to pick up a child? How about they have to uh, attend supper, uh, attend a service in their local community, do something else in the evening, right? How are they consuming enough of those pieces of information to make a, to make a, a decision as to what is right and what is true, right? What is the news to them? Who is the news to them? You know, what age are they, right? So even those reflections, hopefully uh, recognizing where we sit, how we're going to get it. Um, you, like me, can, you know, take, I forget what color pill it is. But, you know, I feel like I've taken one of the darker pills, I guess you could say, because I don't see any optimistic outlook as to what, how, what that will turn into. I don't see things getting... I see things getting more siloed, right, uh, for that piece of information. And I don't see any short-term runway as to how that's going to look any better, just being honest. But it, I won't hesitate, of course, speaking about um, how we're going to come to a consensus, you know, over time. And how uh, we could somehow get everyone on board um, with understanding where their information comes from and, and uh, the best place to get it.